0: Once there was a time when all the elements of earth, sea, and sky lived on the land together in many, many villages.
1: Many years ago, back in the old country, there lived a holy sweet
2: couple who loved each other so very much. A long time ago, in a village, somewhere in Tamil Nadu, there lived a monkey. There was once.
3: A
0: man, tall and handsome, who met a a woman, beautiful and elegant, and they fell in love with each other.
2: Once upon a time and welcome to the Story Story podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago, and far away, and will bring you back safely. They are chatting in the jungle. The ants are discussing where they should look for food, and two large panthers nest in the shade, tongues lolling out of their mouths, hot, tired. An unwise bird lands near a snake who is resting in the sun, but the snake is too sleepy to strike, and only flicks his tongue out once or twice. A mother takes her baby to a nearby watering spot to quench its thirst. Do you ever wonder what stories mother animals tell their children? Perhaps they don't tell any stories at all, but I think if imagination had its way, and I would like to imagine it does, there would be stories about hunting and feasting. Some about great battles between the forest and the flames of a summer fire. About mating season and the day the babies were born. Then there are the stories of kings and queens. Who is the king of the jungle? Which jungle are we talking about? It could be gorilla, it could be a lion. I think elephant would make a good king. Who is the king of the birds? The eagle? Or is it the parrot because he can communicate with other species? Who is the king of the ocean? The whale? Who is the queen of the insects? In this next story, there is a contest for being king. This story is told by Colorado storyteller Pam Farrow, who will tell the story counting to ten.
1: Long ago in Africa, in the deep green rainforests of Liberia, there lived a leopard, and she was beautiful. The time came for her to choose for herself a husband. And all of the male animals in that rainforest wanted to be Leopard's husband because she was so beautiful. So she had a conversation with her father, who she loved and respected. And her father said, My daughter, you should choose someone to be your husband who is strong. Well, father, said Leopard, strong is good. In the jungle, strong is important. Oh, but, Father, I wish to find someone to be my husband who is clever. Ah, said her father. Clever is important. Clever is good. So it was decided that she should choose someone to be her husband who was both strong and clever, and, perhaps most important of all, a good dancer. Yes, in that time, in that place, that was important. So it was decided to hold a contest. The day of the contest came, and all of the animals in the rainforest who wanted to be Leopard's husband were gathered in a huge clearing in the rainforest. And they all waited as Leopard stepped forward to speak. And she said, Every one of you here may take a turn in this contest and when it is your turn first you must dance the dance of might to show that you are willing to fight for what you believe in and then said leopard you must dance the dance of peace to show that there is no anger in your heart towards anyone and then said leopard you must take this long strong spear And everybody looked, and everybody could see that she was showing them a long, strong, bigger than any they'd ever seen before, spear, with its long, thick, wooden shaft and its sharp, heavy point struck right into the earth. Yes, said Leopard, you must take this long spear and throw it up as high as you wish, or... As high as you can. And before it falls to earth again, you must count to twenty. Well, all the animals began to look at each other and began to wonder. It seemed so easy. Why, everybody knew how to dance these dances. Everybody knew how to throw a spear. Yes, it was bigger than any they'd ever seen before, but still. And and they all knew how to count. It was too easy. In fact, Big Elephant was standing over to the side, swaying back and forth, and he was thinking to himself, this is easy. This is too easy. (laughs) This is so easy that, that someone will do it before I even get a chance, unless I, I... And he strode forward in front of everyone, and he said, <coughs> I shall go first. And all of the animals took two steps backward and let him. And so, Elephant very deliberately, because Elephant did everything deliberately. He began to dance the dance of might to show that he was willing to fight for what he believed in. And then Elephant danced the dance of peace to show that there was no anger in his heart towards anyone. And then Elephant picked up that long, strong spear and he threw It up and he counted like this: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Thunk! There was the spear. It had fallen back down to earth again, and Elephant had only counted as far as nine. Well, most of the animals were surprised. (laughs) Elephant was certainly surprised, but not Buffalo. Oh, no. You see, Buffalo was standing over to the other side, thinking to himself, "'Elephant may be big, but I am strong.'" So Buffalo stepped forward to take his turn, and Buffalo began to dance the dance of might to show that he was willing to fight uh, for what he believed in. And then Buffalo danced the dance of peace to show that there was no anger in his heart towards anyone. And then Buffalo picked up that long, strong spear, and he thrust it into the air, and he counted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, thunk. There was the spear. It had fallen back down to earth again. And buffalo had counted only as far as 15. Well, buffalo was surprised. Most of the other animals were surprised. Oh, but not chimpanzee. No, chimpanzee was swinging in the branches along the edges of the clearing, and he swung himself right out into the middle, and he said, I am quick, I am quick, I am quick, I am very, 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 very quick. I shall go next. And Leopard thought to herself, I am certain that Chimpanzee is quick. I am not certain that he is very quick-witted. But she nodded and smiled. And so Chimpanzee, he began to dance and dance a mic. And then he danced and danced a piece. And then he picked up that long, strong spear, and he threw it up in the air, and he counted. 1, 2, 6, And there was the spear. Chimpanzee had counted only as far as nineteen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, all the animals began to say to each other. They began to grumble and mumble among themselves, saying, This contest seemed so easy, but no one can do it. No one is quicker than chimpanzee. No one is stronger than buffalo. Certainly no one is bigger than elephant. It must be some kind of a trick. And just then, somebody else stepped forward. Antelope. Yes, Antelope stepped forward to take his turn. Antelope with his four slender muscular legs, with his small sharp hooves, and with his long strong horns curled back over his neck. Elephant looked down at Antelope and said, This is an insult if you think that you can while I can't. But Antelope said, I do not wish to insult anyone. I only wish to take my turn. And I believe I have as much right to a turn as anyone here. Now Leopard liked what she heard and what she saw. And she said to all the other animals, If you do not wish to stay, you may leave. But Antelope has stepped forward. Antelope will take his turn. And so Antelope began to dance the dance of might, to show that he was willing to fight for what he believed in. And Leopard thought that she had never seen anyone dance more gracefully. And then Antelope danced the dance of peace to show that there was no anger in his heart towards anyone. And Leopard knew she had never seen anyone dance more powerfully. And then Antelope picked up that long, strong spear and with all of his wiry strength, he cast it into the sky and he counted five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Thunk! And there was the spear. Now some of the animals (laughs) laughed. And some of the animals stood there and scratched their heads. Because they did not know what had just happened. And some of the animals said, Hey, wait a minute, that's cheating. But Leopard smiled. And she said, Oh no, no, that was not cheating. No, the contest was to count to twenty before the spear would fall to earth again. I did not say how you must count. And of course, one can count by fives or by tens, not just by ones. And so Leopard stepped up right next to Antelope and smiled an even bigger smile for she had found someone who was both strong and clever and indeed the very finest dancer of them all
2: the fairy tale sponsor for today is captive princess's nonprofit ensuring that if a princess is captured as a plot device that her basic needs are seen to we understand it is a tradition to keep a princess captive, whether it be at the top of a glass mountain, in a tower, or disguised as a cat. This nonprofit works to ensure that the needs of each princess are met for the length of her imprisonment. This includes food, fine clothes, and a working internet connection. If you would like to help support this nonprofit, you can make donations of food such as foie gras, caviar, and tiny sugar sculptures, or non perishable items of clothing or fine material such as satin or silk of industrious spiders. Donations made to Captive Princesses' non-profit are tax-deductible unless your tyrant king says otherwise. It's time to run. It's often time to run in the forest. Many creatures run, trot, canter, scurry, as a rule. I have never seen an ant strolling. That is a pleasure reserved for the predator. There are very few creatures who can survive by being slow, so most pick up their feet and dash away, out of danger or into trouble. If they tell each other stories, and I'd like to think they do, they might tell the next story that you will hear. This one is told by Lynn Ford, the wonderful storyteller who tells home-fried tales like this one called Run.
0: this is one of my favorite stories. It blends all the pieces of my heritage. Stories that are rooted in African folktale that became African American folktale, a touch of the Native American rabbit in there, and also a little bit of European American folktale blended into things too. But in this story, they say that that fox was standing at the side of the road when he heard somebody's feet moving toward him lickety split. And as he looked up the road, he saw a rabbit's ears pop up over the road. Boink boink. He saw a rabbit's little pink nose pop up over that hill. He saw a rabbit's little whiskers underneath that nose. And he saw a rabbits, fuzzy little bunny buns, bouncing along behind him as he moved lickety split down the road. And Fox thought the same thing that he'd thought before: fast food being delivered, coming my way. So Fox jumped out into the middle of the road and held out his arms to grab that rabbit. But there came rabbit, and whoosh, there went rabbit. Fox said, "Hey, oh ho, hey, uh-oh, wait a minute, rabbit! Why are you moving so fast?" Well, rabbit didn't stop to answer. He just kept moving along, but as he ran along, he sang a song. Run, run, ain't got time to tarry. There's a mighty big noise back in the woods, and I ain't got time to tarry. Fox said, what? What, what did he say? A big noise back in the woods. And he ain't got time to tarry. Now, tarry is not proper English, but I think I know what he's talking about. He said he didn't have time to wait. He didn't even have time to wait for me to grab him and eat him because of some big noise back in the woods. Well, that's a smart little rabbit. And if that rabbit's running from a mighty big noise, uh, maybe I better run, too. So Fox started running right behind that rabbit, and they were running lickety-split down the road. Now down the road from there lay Brother Wolf. He was underneath a berry bush trying to digest a nice big meal when he (laughs) smelled rabbit in the wind. And you know, a little rabbit stew will always do. So Wolf stuck one big paw into the road, ready to grab that rabbit. But there came rabbit, and There went rabbit. And there came fox, and there went fox. Wolf said, hey, whoa, y'all, why is everybody running like that? Well, rabbit didn't stop to answer. And fox kept moving along, but as he moved along, he sang that song. Run, run, ain't got time to tarry. There's a mighty big noise back in the woods, and I ain't got time to tarry. Wolf said, "Mm." I thought maybe Fox was running after rabbit to eat that rabbit, but they both running from a mighty big noise. Now that's a smart rabbit. And if he's got that Fox running from a mighty big noise, back in the woods, uh... Maybe I better run too. So Wolf started running right behind that fox, and Fox was running right behind that rabbit, and they were running lickety split down the road. Now down the road from there was a big old cave. In the mouth of that cave lay a big old bear. He had just awakened from his hibernation. Spring was coming, and that bear was stretching and yawning. <laughs> and scratching because you know bears love to scratch and as that bear did all that there came rabbit and whoosh, there went rabbit there came fox and whoosh, there went fox there came wolf and whoosh, there went wolf bear said hey yeah.
3: why is everybody running it's still too early in the year to be running. Little too cold to be running.
0: Why's everybody running? Well, Rabbit didn't stop to answer, and Fox kept moving along, but as Wolf ran along, he sang that song. Run, run, ain't got time to tarry. There's a mighty big noise back in the woods, and I ain't got time to tarry. What did he say?
3: said Bear. A mighty big noise back in the woods. Oh. Okay, bye. Hey, wait a minute, said Bear. They all running from a big noise back in the woods. And that was the Big Bear Wolf, wasn't it? Well, if the big bear wolf is running, <laughs> maybe I better run too.
0: So, bear started running right behind that wolf, and wolf was running right behind that fox, and fox was running right behind that rabbit, and they were running lickety split down the road. Now, they got to the bend in the road, and rabbit made a right turn, uh, ran up three steps to somebody's porch, boom, 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 sat down in a little rocking chair, and started rocking back and forth. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Well, Fox got to the bend in the road and he made a right turn. Didn't see those steps. Boom, boom, landed on those steps. And Wolf got to the bend in the road. He made a right turn. Didn't see Fox laying on top of those steps. Boom, boom, he landed on top of Fox. Bear got to the bend in the road. He made a right turn. Didn't see Wolf laying on top of Fox laying on top of those steps. And boom, boom, he landed on all of them. And there they lay as Rabbit rocked in that rocking chair. And the door of that little house opened up. Out walked Grandma Turtle. She was carrying a glass of lemonade, which she handed to that Rabbit. Rabbit said, thank you, ma'am. And he started sipping and rocking and sipping and rocking. And as he did all that, Grandma Turtle just smiled until she noticed a mess of animals laying on her steps. Grandma Turtle said, children, why are you laying on my steps? Bear said, we was running. Underneath Bear, Wolf said, from a mighty big noise back in the woods. Underneath Wolf, Fox said, help. Grandma Turtle said, a mighty big noise back in the woods. Well children, what was it? Bear stood up, he said, "Uh." Uh-huh. Wolf stood up, he said, "Mmm." He peeled fox off his belly button, whoosh, held him out to one side. Fox said, "Help!" Grandma Turtle said, "You don't know what it was, but you were running from it." Bear said, ''I was running because Wolf was running.'' Wolf said, ''I was running because Fox was running.'' Fox said, ''Well, you know what Fox said.'' Fox said, ''Help!'' Grandma Turtle asked, ''Can't anybody tell me about this mighty big noise back in the woods?'' And all those other critters pointed toward Rabbit. Grandma Turtle said, ''Rabbit, can you tell me about this mighty big noise back in the woods?'' Rabbit said, oh, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, tree fell, a tree fell, back in the woods, said Grandma Turtle, and you were running from the sound of a tree falling in the woods, rabbit said, "'Oh, no, ma'am. That's not why I was running. "'I was running because I was late getting to your house for this good lemonade, "'but I don't know why the rest of them was running. "'They just started running. I turned around and everybody was running. "'They was all running. They running and running. (laughs) "'They kind of stupid, ain't they?' "'Well, Grandma Turtle turned to all those other critters. "'She said, "'You mean to tell me?' That you would start running after somebody without knowing where they were going, why they were running, or where they were going to end up? You mean to tell me you would just start running after somebody without knowing whether or not you were running into trouble? Oh, children, you can't do things like that. It could be dangerous. Well, Bear went on back down the road and lay down in the mouth of his cave to rest on these ideas. Wolf went on down the road and lay back down under that berry bush to think about these new thoughts and digest them. And Fox went on down the road, stood in the middle of the road, thinking how silly it had been to just start running after that rabbit. Then he thought about the fact that he was standing in the middle of the road, and that was kind of dumb, too, so he just went on home. And Rabbit finished that lemonade, handed the glass back to Grandma Turtle, he said, thank you, ma'am, and started making his way on home. And this time he didn't run, because he didn't feel like running. He just walked on home singing the song that he'd made up just for fun. Run, run, ain't got time to tarry. There's a mighty big noise back in the woods, and I ain't got time to tarry.
2: Thank you for listening to the story story podcast show notes and more information about the storytellers you heard today can be found at story story podcast episode 23 show the love find Pam Farrow and Lynn Ford on Facebook and the internet tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories in fairy tales the magic number is three so I have three things for you to do one like and rate the show on iTunes it helps others find the podcast our latest review is by Area Vampire from the United States who says I love the stories with 3 exclamation points. Thank you very much. 2. Join the mailing list. You will get a link to the podcast delivered to your inbox plus news and other storytelling related goodness. 3. Consider becoming a supporter. For as little as 4 dollars a month, you help support the podcast and get a story story short, which is what it sounds like, a short story often recorded by the storyteller just for the patrons the short for this episode is by antonio Josha, who will take you back to the jungle with the boy and the firefly you can find out how to support the podcast and join the mailing list at storystorypodcast.com dot com. and a huge thank you to the ongoing supporters if you would like to stay connected you can find me and the podcast on facebook and twitter i post a visual for every fairy tale sponsor something you can't see via podcast Let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. Next podcast is the last episode for season two, and then there will be a small break before season three. For the final episode of the season, I have two stories for you. Stories about stories and storytellers themselves. I hope you'll join me again, and until then, live happily ever after. The wedding
3: lasted for seven days. I know. I was there. I would cross 27 countries, wear out three pairs of boots, battle two giants, and the grandmother of all witches, Baba Yaga, before I was reunited with my frog
2: princess. But that's a story for another time. The last thing he said before he died was a curse on anyone who would dare to go sing with the fans. Just because a story is strange, do not mistake. It can also be true.